more grace, everybody. If you are listening to this, you are listening uh, to the beginning of a series that God has really dealt with my heart about entitled The Power of Praise. Now, I've actually already preached this at the church um, at KCC, but it's something that I wanted to share with you dealing with the power of praise. And the first thing I want to talk about is the power of praise and the benefits that manifest in your life as a result of praise. You know, if someone was to pass out right now, the first thing you would check was their pulse. And praise is the pulse of your spiritual life, that I can look at your life and look at your praise life and determine where you are in your spiritual life. And if you are in a position that you've lost your praise, you've lost your sense of thanksgiving and giving God the glory, I can guarantee you that spiritually you are not healthy. I can almost guarantee you without a shadow of a doubt that if you've lost your hallelujah, you've lost your thank you, Jesus, you've lost your glory to God, I promise you your spiritual life is in shambles right now. And that's why I want to teach you this because there's no reason for you not to give God the glory. So let's go to Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Paul makes a command in Philippians 4 and 4, and I want to make it my business to let you know that he wrote the book of Philippians while he was in prison facing death. So I'm sure that he's in a much worse situation than you are right now. Most of us are not in prison. And most of us are not facing death. But Paul was in prison facing death. He was in a worse situation than you're in right now. And yet he was praising God. And he commanded them to praise. In Philippians chapter 4 verse 4, he said, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, rejoice. Now, he said, if it's not for you to hear me say it the first time, I know I told you to rejoice in the Lord always, but I know some of you going to say, well, what about me? I'm going through a divorce. I just lost my job. Um, death is, I've been given three months to live. He said, again, I say, rejoice. Which lets you know there's no time in your life that you should not be praising God. But the question for most of us is, how do I do that when I'm in the middle of a divorce? How do I do that when my child has just gotten killed? How do I do that when I have nothing to praise God about? Just got evicted, just lost my home. All right, my house is in foreclosure. My car is repossessed. Sickness is hitting my body. My brother just got killed. How do I rejoice in the Lord? Well, one way you do it is you believe the word of God in Romans chapter 3. It says, so what if some don't believe? Does that make the truth of God a none effect? Verse 4, let God be true and every man be a liar. And you have to see the word of God as a command, not an option, not a suggestion. But it's a command from God to rejoice, period. Whether I understand it or not, whether it makes sense to me or not, I am commanded to rejoice in the Lord always. And that's a decision you have to make, that I'm not going to gripe, I'm not going to complain, 
I'm not going to focus on the negative. I'm not going to sit around here and complain about what I'm going through, but I'm going to rejoice in the Lord no matter what, because I am a disciple of the Lord Jesus and whatever he tells me to do, I do it. Amen. And once you begin to praise God and once you begin to give God the glory, I promise you it will prime you. You know, praise primes you. You know, like you have a a, a pump and, and you just begin to prime that pump. Well, that's what praise does. Praise primes your pump. And then when you go to Colossians chapter 2, which is another very powerful scripture that I think some of us don't understand because I don't care what you're going through and what you're experiencing. When you begin to praise God, it shifts things and calls your faith to come alive. Colossians 2 verse 7 says, Rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. That when you begin to give God the praise, your faith begins to abound. Your faith begins to get stirred. You begin to trust God like never before. When you begin to thank him for all that he's already done, your faith gets stirred up. You saw David do that when he said, the same God who delivered me from the paw of the lion, who delivered me from the paw of the bear, that same God would deliver me from this uncircumcised Philistine. So you praise God. And I want to let you know that anybody can praise God on the other side of the Red Sea, when you got your victory, when everything is done, anybody can praise God once you got the house and once your husband is delivered and once the person is raised from the dead. But it takes faith to praise God on this side. When Pharaoh's army is on your track, you have no way to turn. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know how you're going to get out of this. That's when praise is faith. And I'm telling you that you should be rejoicing Rejoicing, regardless of what's going on in your life, no matter how bad it is, no matter how tough it is, God has commanded you. It's not contingent upon your feelings. It is not contingent upon your feelings. It is contingent upon his command. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And then when you get to verse 5 of Philippians chapter 4, the same part, he said, be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. Now, be careful for nothing. You know what that means? He said, don't worry. Don't, don't, don't be anxious about anything. Don't worry about anything. You're not supposed to be concerned. You're not supposed to be at your wit's end trying to figure out what's going on. Your life is not your own. First Corinthians 6, you've been bought with a price. You are God's responsibility. He said, but by everything with prayer and supplication. Glory to God. Let your requests be made known unto God. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. You don't pray unless you have praise in it. Prayer and supplications with thanksgiving. You don't pray unless you have praise in it. 
according to Psalm 100, enter his gates with thanksgiving. Even when you look at the Lord's Prayer in Matthew, the sixth chapter, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Those are all praises. It starts with praise. And then guess what? It ends with praise. For thine is the kingdom. Thine is the power. Thine is the glory forever. Are you listening to me? It starts with praise and it ends with praise. If your prayer life is not beginning with praise and ending with praise, your needs will never be met. Your needs should be sandwiched with the praises of God. First Peter chapter five said, cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. And guess what the word of God says? When you give me your supplication with thanksgiving, when you let your request be made known, verse seven says, and the peace of God, praise brings peace. When you begin to bless God and give God the glory in spite of the way you feel, in spite of what you're experiencing, in spite of what you're going through, the peace of God will come on you like you've never seen because praise brings peace. Now, I know some of you are into this Christian psychology of which I'm not against. I believe in psychology, but psychologists say you have to grieve. But God said, rejoice. God said, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. God is greater than any psychologist. He's greater than any doctor, any psychiatrist. He's greater than any problem in your life. And I know that the world says that you do this and you that. But the Bible says we do not sorrow as them who have no hope. We don't act like the world. And I know when you go to talk on this stuff, people are going to say you're peculiar, you're crazy, you've lost their mind. But let them say what they want to say. You have a command from the Lord. And guess what that command is? Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. But verse four and eight, verse eight of the same chapter of Philippians tells you how to do it. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, good report. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, Think on these things. And many of us don't follow this instruction. Many of us don't do it. Many of us do the total opposite. Whatever the report is, whatever they've said to us, whatever people are saying to us, that's what we think on. We do not follow the instruction of the Holy Ghost. We do exactly what we want to do. But God said, even to me, son, you have to praise me more than you've been praising me. Turn off the TV. Turn off Facebook. Why? Because the things you're seeing on it are not true. It's not honest. It's not good report. But we watch everything on television. We watch the news all day. We watch this and we watch that and we wonder why the joy of the Lord is not our strength. We wonder why we don't have peace. We wonder why we're not able to function and give God the glory. It's because of what you're feeding your spirit with. He said, whatsoever things are just, that word just means righteous. Whatever's right, whatever's pure, it's hard to find something on TV these days that are pure, that, that is right, even what you're listening to, even on these Christian stations. He said, if it's lovely, if it's pure, think on these things.
Now, Paul is in jail. And, and, and I really want you to get a good understanding of this because Paul is in jail for two years right about now, unjustly. And the only reason he's in jail is the reason they put him in jail is because it pleased the Jews. Now, he's in a real jail. No TV. He has no rights. He's not like the jail we have today. You know, you go in jails now. They got Facebook. They got a big flat screen TV. You can talk and do all the kind of stuff you want to do, cell phones. No, he's in a Roman prison. And he said, rejoice. Now, this is very powerful. That is very unbelievable that a man who's in jail in a Roman prison is saying, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. You should think on that. And then he said, while you're in jail, think on these things. Whatsoever's lovely, whatsoever's pure, if there be any praise, if there be any praise, think on these things. Then he gets to the 10th verse and said, but I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at the last your care with me have flourished again, wherein ye were also careful, but ye lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in respect to want, for I've learned in whatever state I'm in, therewith to be content. He's learned to be content in jail. I'm telling you that you have no excuse to not be giving God the praise. You have no reason to come to church with your attitude, to sit there, tap your foot when you get ready, lift your hands when you get ready, because you have a command from the Lord to rejoice in the Lord always. But many of us don't do it because we have drank the Kool-Aid of this world. We've listened to the world. The world told you it's over. The world has said this. The world has said that. And you believe it. I don't care what circumstance you're going through in your life. Maybe you are going through a bad circumstance, but guess what? You can still, according to Psalm 34, I will bless the Lord at all times. That's a choice you have to make, which means it's a discipline. Praise is a discipline and it changes your folk. You don't praise them because you feel like it. You don't rejoice because you want to. You don't rejoice because you're comfortable. You don't rejoice because it makes sense to rejoice. You rejoice because he said, rejoice in the Lord always. First Thessalonians 5.18, in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. That's a discipline. It's not nothing you feel like doing. You make a choice. Praise is a discipline, and it changes your focus. It causes you to take your eyes off of the negative and take your eyes off of what you're going through and give him the glory and lift up Jesus. We see this same thing in the 14th chapter of the book of John. You remember what happens in the 14th chapter. This is right before crucifixion. In John, the 14th chapter, Jesus is about to be crucified. He has a conversation with his disciples. And the first thing he says to them is, let not your heart be troubled. 
ye believe in God, you believe also in me. That's a command. This is right before crucifixion. He's about to be killed. And he tells them, do not let your heart be troubled. And then in, Rome, in, in John chapter 16, verse 1, he says, these things have I spoken unto you that ye should not be offended. People will think something is wrong with you if you obey the word. They'll think something is wrong when you start praising God and saying, your mama just died. You just got put out your house. You're in a worse season of your life and you're saying, Father, I love you. Father, I bless you. I give you the glory. I praise your name. I honor you today. I exalt you. You're worthy of the praise. You're smiling. You're rejoicing. You're dancing. People look at you and think you are crazy. When you begin to praise God when you're in the valley, but it does not matter what people think. You have a commandment from God. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. That's powerful. I want to show you one more thing. Uh, let's go to Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter. I want to show you something very powerful. And I'm showing you this for a reason because Deuteronomy 28, which is an old covenant, you know, it's the blessing and curse scripture. Deuteronomy 28 says, if you hearken diligently, to, diligently unto the voice of the Lord that God has to do all he's commanded you to do this day, it lists all the blessings and then it lists all the curse. And these are all the curses under the old covenant, Deuteronomy 28.45 says, Moreover, all these curses shall come upon thee and shall pursue thee and overtake thee till thou be destroyed. Because thou hearkest not unto the voice of the Lord thy God to keep his commandments and his statutes, which he commanded thee. And they shall be upon thee for a sign and for a wonder and upon thy seed forever. Verse 47. Because thou serve not the Lord thy God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. Now, that's under the old covenant if you didn't obey. And I thank God now for Jesus because he took the curse. And we won't experience these things because Jesus took all of the judgment at Calvary's cross. But it does show you why he brought the curse. And this is something that I want you to pay attention to. The reason he brought the curse is because they did not serve him with joyfulness and with gladness of heart. God wants us to serve him with joyfulness and gladness of heart, never complaining, never with a bad attitude, never upset. Whatever he tells us to do, he wants us to do it with everything in us. And God holds us responsible. He wants us to rejoice. He doesn't want you to murmur. He doesn't want you to complain. He doesn't want you fussing and cussing about what you're going through. But he wants you to give him the praise. And when you praise God, my God, it changes your focus. It makes you shift your focus from what you're going through. The peace of God is releasing your life and it does a whole bunch more. But I have to end it here. My time is up on this podcast. If you want this message in its entirety, you know how to reach the ministry. This is just a small portion of this message, but this is the power of praise. And I can tell you, I have seen it manifest so powerfully in my life as I begin to give God the praise no matter 
matter what I'm going through. So, until then, I want to encourage you to get this message in its entirety. There's not a certain amount. Call the ministry. I'm asking you to give uh, whatever you have. Just sow a seed in faith. Call the ministry. Call the churches. Whatever you have to do, sow this seed. And we promise to get this message to you in its entirety. This is part one of the power of praise and what it does in your life. Thank you for listening to the Prophetic Podcast with Prophet Brian Karn. Stay tuned for next week's podcast and visit briancarn.com for more information and to sow a seed into the ministry. To receive this message in its entirety, call 1-855-984-2276 or 1-833-522-5433. More grace, we're excited about your future.